let's light this. Ed, right, this man. is the first in a while. Not a podcast. This is not a Cleveland Moto podcast. This is not. Just like the, we don't use a ramp at Mid Ohio, it's not a ramp. This is not an official podcast, John. Why is it not an official podcast? Well, our humble narrator, Phil Waters, is not present this evening. That's true. Um, and that is because we are about eight hours away from where we usually hold the podcast. That is correct. We are in the Great White North in Speculator, New York. And not just anywhere in Speculator, New York. The world-famous Grumpy Sewer Guy's own vacation home in Speculator, New York. You know, a lot of people's vacation homes have a, a name. Does this have a name? Do you guys call this anything? Or I don't name anything. You don't name your chickens? <laughs> no. You don't name your I don't name pipes? my dinner, so why would I name my chickens? <laughs> <laughs> so, here we are. To my left... Oh, you gonna, are you going to do no, that? No, no, all you, man. Okay. So, to my left is... Piper. Piper. My daughter Piper McElfresh. And to your left, her left is Chris Smith. And to his and left. What did is... you ride today, Chris Smith? Oh, yeah, very good. I rode the uh, 2002 Kawasaki Concourse. Chris is the only one that rode all the way from Cleveland. Right. So in the mileage competition, he wins. <laughs> well, Chris True. is also the only one that doesn't have a, a trailer and a tow vehicle. <laughs> <laughs> well, we also, we all brought small bikes. So yeah. it would have been hard to ride a small bike all the way up. Yeah. You know, what's the biggest bike here other than Chris? 200? Yeah, 200 yeah. cc. No, 250. 250? XT, oh, XT right, right. Um, all right, to Chris's left is? Amy and Beatrice. And who are you guys? We are your family. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that'd be me, Sleepy, but Knuckle Fresh has had his eye on that, so I'm a little... <laughs> <laughs> and to her left... Dan Kroenke. Dan, you made it all the way out. What time did you get in last night? Uh, about 10.30, quarter to 11. Yeah, yeah. It was a late one for you. and then, Well, not for you, then. John, what time did you get in? We got in at about 3 p.m. Or, excuse me, 3 a.m. <laughs> 3 a.m. Yeah, wow, that was uh, that was interesting. What time did you leave Cleveland? We left at about seven thirty. After I got home from work, and I was actually waffling, planning on maybe just trying to leave in the morning. Yeah. But then a certain somebody said, "I want to get there. I want to be there for the morning. I don't want to waste the whole day." And she's smart. So I'm like, "All right, well, let's hit it. Let's hurry up and get packed up." Well, you know, it took a couple hours of hurrying up and getting packed up to get hurry up and get packed up. But we got on the road about seven thirty and. We we knuckled it out. I hit a wall about 1 a.m. and I was getting sleepy, but eh, you know we made it. I think the last <laughs> the last half hour was the worst. Like coming in on 365, and like I was just drifting over the line every once in a while. <laughs> I mean I was wasn't asleep, but I was just like not even I think caring about. Piper would argue with that last comment. Well, there there were definitely a couple of times where I nodded off and I caught myself and I was like, oh. And, Oof. you know, my wingman's over here playing on her phone, which, I, to her credit, she was still awake at 3 a.m., but... I always notice, like, right before I fall asleep, I can't hear anything. Yeah. It's like I lose my hearing, yeah. and I know that like, as soon as my hearing shuts down, that I'm falling asleep, and it kind of wakes me up, so... Yeah. Well, and so to Dan's left, or... Did we get to Dan? Yeah, we got to Dan. Yep. Dan, what did you bring? What did you bring with you? Brought my Yamaha 200 uh, CS5. Um, that doesn't charge, so I've got very limited range. <laughs> <laughs> that's the first two. The first two-stroke that's not limited by its fuel <laughs> consumption right. is actually limited by its electrons. 
Well, you should put hilarious. one of those little old bike light generators on your wheel that yeah. rubs on your wheel. The, like, <laughs> yes. Charge your battery. <laughs> At least get you like a few more miles yeah. out of it. Well, you got a notification today, didn't you? You oh, got yeah, a yeah. My, uh, the brushes for the generator are going to be here, probably are here today. Yeah, day late, but oh well. Oh so. well. That's cool. You got them. And then, all right, so to Dan's left is uh, the man of the hour. Steve Hoffert. The hostess with the most ass. That's right. <laughs> so, John, if you had to describe where we are right now, because, I mean, I think the video is just going to show fire. So I don't know if you're yeah. going to see much else. Yeah. Uh, the, well, here we are. We're on a lake. Uh, we're in what could be considered, what was this, 1950s? Uh, cottage on a lake, you know, made out of slatboard siding and everything. Very nice accommodations. This is what I would call timeless. Yeah. This lake is, you know, in a lot of places, this lake would have McMansions all the way around it. But here has sort of been spared that. Yeah. And everything is still pretty much fairly humble aside from a few people that have made built their McMansions and flipped them just to make money and everything. But they kind of stand out like they're kind of looked down upon if you I yeah. mean, it seems to me from But people. also, you know, we're sitting here at night and you're looking at the lake and there's big patches of no lights where it doesn't look like there's even houses all the way around it. So this is relatively primitive and I know before I came out here I looked at the satellite of this area. Yeah. And like when you start going if you go over that hill and off into yonder there's nothing but woods for a long way so yeah. and there's not even like a you know a pipeline or a, a house or a gas well, well or to that to nothing. that point when we took our ride today <laughs> um, not realizing that there are no other gas like if you don't get gas with the town that you're in or completely fill your tank there might not be another station for quite a while yeah so tell us a little bit more about okay well there's different aspects to that but you went to Paradox, which I'm very interested to understand what the Paradox is that this brewery was named after it. You rode bikes, not everybody riding well, there, their there own There is bike. a Paradox Lake. Okay. So that's okay. where it gets its name. But I'm not sure that it gets its name from that. But it used to be in this very small building in a city called Scroon. Scroon. Yeah. So, so that after you use... So, if you screw somebody, they can consider themselves <laughs> screwed. <laughs> it's not, but you know, it's spelled S C R S C H R O O N, not oh, okay, like screwner, -E like screwner tuna. Yeah. I, will, I will vouch for the quality of their beer, though it was really good. Yeah, it was definitely good. So they had it in this small building, and they had like a, just a tent outside where you would get beer, and you couldn't. They didn't even have a tasting room or anything. Well, they might have had a tiny little tasting room for the winter. And then they built a whole brand new brewery, and they moved from Scroon to a town called North Hudson mm. in, this old, um, in this old place that was called Frontier Town. Oh, that sounds like a, so, uh, something you'd find at uh, Cedar Point. Like right. They have a frontier town, yeah. like the fake town where everything is just a storefront and nothing behind it. Well, that's what it, it used to be because I've been riding up here for, for years and years. And I would go, um, it's one of the routes I would take in you know my circular pattern from here. This is my starting point and I'd go around in the a speculator circulator yeah pretty much <laughs> but you go down route 9 and this was uh, this was like one of the things I used to like pull into Frontier Town it was abandoned 
It had oh, like uh, the kid, like kids or whoever uh, that went to the place had thrown rocks through all the windows and like the doors were kicked in and it was just like very dilapidated and I always had weeds blowing down the street it was like I mean seriously it was like that and I I always had a dream of buying it yeah because it was it's on like maybe 30 acres Uh I mean it's like a it's a very big property and it didn't really, they weren't really asking that much money for it so how did it get built though I mean what was why did why did Frontier Town exist to begin with it was a, like a destination, uh, like a, a destination place. Tourist and, trap. Yeah, okay. and like they have a, a couple things. They have a, like a, a place where you could look for minerals, and they have like um, mm-hmm. Auger Falls, and it, like they, they have a bunch of different places where tourists would come up here and look at you know different things. Like they have a place where you could mine or uh, pan for your own uh, gemstones. Mm-hmm. Nice. And it's kind of cool. I mean, it's like an amethyst, not amethyst, uh, garnet is really big up here. Oh, cool. So, uh, it's a lot of diamonds, too, I understand. I'm not sure about that, but I know garnet is big, and, and there's a, like, a lot of little shops that make uh, like garnet jewelry. So, um, so it's just one of those places that just at some point fell out of favor and people stopped going to it and and really the economy like i mean i'm sure that through the you know 2008 and it didn't help it i mean i think it was even out of business before 2008 but there's been so many oh so this isn't something that happened back in the 50s and 60s and everything this was up until you know this this century or you know right no no it didn't go out of business in the 50s it was still probably thriving until the you know, sometime in the maybe '90s, even I don't I don't know the history of it. I guess I could look. Well, there's to been, find. well that kind of thing. There was a shift. You know what I mean? Right. Back in the day, when families went on vacation, they went to those kind of tourist traps and stuff like that. Nowadays, you know, people just they're really not into that Western shoot 'em up kind of stuff. And yeah, it know, was like, cool though. I mean, and and down and another part on that road, they have Noah's Ark. Oh. <laughs> the dude built. Like, he actually uh, built Noah's Ark? He built, it's like a, a quarter-scale Noah's Ark. And it's like, I mean, the thing's huge, but it's still... So like, we can only take one of every kind of animal. <laughs> right. yeah. Whereas, or just uh, the important ones. And every other animal. Yeah, no insects. <laughs> or, or only insects, maybe. Elephant, but, out of the question. Yeah. So, anyway, it's it's kind of sad to see like things change. But but in this case, they replaced a decrepit uh, uh Vandalized building with a brand new beautiful brewery that produces excellent beer. So uh, yeah, and it's quite a distance from here. <laughs> yeah, it's sixty-five miles. And, I still uh, don't understand what the paradox is. The paradox is that brewery gets its name from Paradox Lake. Where does Paradox Lake get it? What paradox could there be that would name a lake Paradox? Well, I mean, why do they call this speculator? There's nobody well, that's my, panning. That was my next question on the list. I'm just saying there's nobody panning here. I mean, I'm sure the hysterical society could probably tell you. Because <laughs> being a, a speculator <laughs> is actually a term for used in mining. I know it's used in investing and stuff like that, but, you know, people... You know, Real estate. It's not called prospector. It's called speculator. So you're speculating that they're, you know, maybe that... I don't know the, the proper definition. Well, I guess I, I assumed it was real estate. Oh, okay. And uh, the the one good thing, too, here is that, or the one interesting fact, is that this is the only town in the entire United States called Speculator. Oh. Really? Yes. So whereas other towns, you know, there's a Cleveland, Texas, there's a Cleveland yep. this, there's 
every every other and no town has a, a name that's specific to it. Speculator is the only speculator in right. the United States, and maybe the world. Maybe, maybe. if it. If that's, I don't think know. there's a speculator Japan. Right. So. <laughs> so you it were telling me, or North Korea? There's probably a speculator in North Korea. Yeah, so you were be. saying too that this lake, this beautiful lake that we're sitting on, is not a result of a dam. Most lakes that you find have been dammed, and that's why there's a lake. This is actually a naturally occurring glacier lake. Well, really? they are glacier lakes, but there, is, I mean, there there are dams down, well, further down there. Mm-hmm. So whether or not this is lakes enhanced by the dam or not enhanced by the dam. I looked at that a little bit, and the dams are making their own lakes on down. Like, I don't think, because there's a channel that runs from here down there. I don't think it's actually bringing the level of, uh, just from what I could see, I mean, I... Right, and this lake varies. I mean, you could see that the beach has been, I mean, uh, we have a... Uh, yeah, you have uh, a sandy beach. Right, and we have a, a wall, we have a... Um, I used to date a girl by name of Sandy Beach. <laughs> <laughs> I knew a girl I from Germany called... I knew a girl from Germany called Sandy Hunt. We won't go there. <laughs> <laughs> Johnny Man. Well, you were talking about the seawall here? Well, yeah, well, we have a, a seawall, but... And, uh, and you can see now that we have, like... T- well, you, you can't... Well, the listeners can't see... But uh, but there's 10 feet of beach. I mean, there's 10 or 15 feet of beach now. But at uh, at some points in time, the water, like where we're sitting right now, is underwater. Yeah, spring melt-off. Spring melt-off or heavy rains or when the lake level comes up. And it's, uh, I mean, it's problematic for some people. But, I mean, most people have, like, backup sump pumps. And we don't have a basement here, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah, this so house are, is, are you high enough? We're, yeah, we won't. The house is high enough that the floor. I mean, like the, it never gets into the first floor. Because you're, you're what twenty feet above, uh, above uh, lake level. Uh, I don't know. Maybe fifteen. Maybe the first floor is maybe fifteen feet above that. But uh, are we up in the mountains? Are we above way above sea level or not? We're not way above sea level. I think we might be at like eight hundred feet, mm-hmm. maybe. I'm not. I'm not sure. I I'd have to look it up. But I think we're not. We're not like in Cleveland. It's like 534 feet. I think above sea level. Uh-huh. And here, I think it's higher. But I, it's, it might be a couple hundred feet higher than that because the Adirondack Mountain Range is just an old, old mountain range. It's been worn down over you know, oh, eons. Oh, oh. You right? So yep. I'm able to look up here in the sky tonight, and I can clearly see the band of the Milky Way. I mean, the stars here are more amazing than just about any place I've ever seen them. There's very little light pollution, and right now it is a perfectly clear night. And it's just amazing what you can look out into the cosmos and see from here. Right. And, and it's a bit, and when you, I, I got some really good photos the other day. Uh huh. When Well, the last time I was up here, I sent them to you guys, but, but, um, it's amazing when you look at it with a telescope, you see in, in each, like in just in the, the field of view that you're looking through, the, the small field of view, you look in the telescope, you see like 10,000 plus stars. And, right, like and you can look at what you think is a star and then you look at it and it's actually a galaxy. Right, it's, un, it's unbelievable. Yeah, so. really cool. So tell us a little bit, Steve, maybe you, Cinch. Yes. Maybe you could tell us a little bit about the ride out to the brewery. Ride out was great. So. And what the what that was like? Well, we. <laughs> well, why don't you well, talk about what bikes you were? What, 
What bikes was everybody on? We all took small ones. So I was on my, my TNT 135. Mm -hmm. Dan was going to ride his 200, but due to the charging issue, we were concerned he wasn't going to make it. So he rode my buddy. <laughs> yeah. So you guys said you were heading out, and you happened to mention we're, we're going on a 127-mile ride. And I right. kind of laughed it off. I'm like, oh, no, they're just going for a little ride. But then I remembered that Steve had said that the brewery was about 65 miles away. Right. And then I did my math, and I'm like, well, yeah, 60, you're going right. to be 120-something miles out and back. But I literally, so yesterday, like let you know, me and Steve took a cruise around the lake yesterday, did a couple things, and I, I stopped and filled my tank on my green bike, and then I went to buy booze later on the scooter, and I filled that and just rode back here. So they so, were both full. That's why I didn't get gas when we stopped in the morning. Tippy top. Tippity top, like half a mile on both bikes from getting gas. Because I know you have this theory that Steve set you up. Well, I was like, he, well, we know Steve, and Steve can calculate to the nth degree the last molecule of gas that will travel through his bike. And well, you know what he can't calculate, though? What's that? The exact molecule of gases that will flow through your bike. Oh, right. no, I can, because ask him what he, Steve said. Well, Steve was looking at his, uh, his Benelli. And he said, oh, I can make it home. I'm like, you're not going to make it home. I said, you. Oh. He, he said, he said, there's a lot of. No, no, this is after, this is after yeah. he. Okay, so. was this after jumping the first way ahead in the story, too. Okay, yeah, okay, yeah, we okay. did. So. Because for, first of all, today is the first time I ever rode a scooter over 40 miles an hour. This is true. Yeah. This is true. <laughs> oh, we yeah. want to hear about that. Yeah, he did good. It was I great. made him stop because I was hearing this kind of high-pitched buzzing noise and I was concerned there was something wrong with it so yeah. I made him stop yeah. and this is weird thing it's like when you're, when you're going downhill and you get it wide open you're hitting almost 65 miles an hour it's almost starting to turn into a scream and I'm just like yeah. if I could go a little bit faster it'll sound like a stupid dive bomber just <laughs> <laughs> this is on a yeah. buddy 125 right yeah yeah okay. buddy 125 those bikes are my one of my favorites I couldn't get it over 65 yeah, even does. on the down. Well, I, I, on the downhill, you guys slowed down, so I kind of had. You guys you are both tried faster drafting than me, off of though. One of them. So. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we got, could have got it up to seventy. So yeah. I don't know if you were holding back on me. A little because, bit here and there. I was yeah. just trying to keep with you, yeah. Because I, I mean, that bike, my bike does about fifty-five and or less. So uh, sometimes, if it fell off a cliff, it would do like sixty. I mean, if if it, had, <laughs> if it was in free fall, it would do 60 miles an hour I no matter what. I think, though, but so. watching it go up hills, it really loses it. I bet you if you put a pipe on that thing and opened it up, it would get a, it would just get enough oomph to take you up the hills. Better. I think it need, what it really needs is a power valve. I think you just, if you put in a, a uh, like a Y pipe mm -hmm. and had a power valve in it mm -hmm. where you would just bypass that stupid cat loop mm -hmm. and it would go dump it directly into the muffler, like at, at full throttle. Yeah. I think you would gain a little bit, but I was I was thinking when we got back, I was thinking that bike would really be good if it had like a maybe like a 175 or a, like a 200. Oh, well, oh, it'd be great with a turbocharger. Well, <laughs> if you're gonna do that, this is so, like a 250. Yeah. You know, a 250 monkey bike would be. There, there's a guy on the on the clone forums. This guy, Mike Mark Davis, I think. Um, he has a TNT 135 that he put a 250 in. And now he just got a wreck. Some guy bought an RX4, that CSC RX4 adventure bike. Mm -hmm. It's a 450. Yeah. He bought that motor and he's putting it in the 135. Well, that's silly. Yeah, but I bet you'd be a lot of fun. So I, oh, no I like the lightness. Yeah. And I was thinking, well, what can what could you do to make it this bike better? Well, it needs better rear suspension. And Chris and I have already, I mean, both Chris and I know that the thing bottoms out on you. So um, it was pretty good for me. The monkey. 
Oh, I thought you were yeah, talking no. about the body. Yeah, no, no the monkey, right the monkey that. bottoms out, and then so, so it could use a little more power. I mean, I think it's got it's, it's got like a lot of torque, mm-hmm. but it it loses it at the top end. It's like it like runs out of breath or something. It's like yeah. it can't get enough air through it. So, I think it's probably due to the like the skinny little pipe. Like I mean, it's yeah. porting or something. Like the, the ports are so. If well, if you look at the headpipe on your bike, I mean, it's the size of your pinky. I know, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it yeah. does not lend itself to a lot of flow from so what Steve, I So, Steve, one guy that I saw on uh, YouTube took the front sprocket off, it's a 15, and put a 14 on, uh-huh. and, and he picked up about 5 miles an hour, so he got it up to about 64 from 59. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. but if you went up a hill with a, a, a smaller front, I don't. That, that's that's better. That's it's better. better. Oh, it is. Yeah. How are you going to? That doesn't make. Yeah, you're going down. So why would that pick up? Well, it gives you more it, torque. It, so it's why like would shifting get, down a gear. Right. But yeah, but at get, 65, at 65 right now, I think it's bumping off the. Um, the fastest I've ever had it was 66, and I think it was bumping off the. Um, the rev yeah, rev limiter. So. Well, you know, that's, a, but, that's a different. Okay, but so, the thing is, then you'd give up. I mean, you could give it more power. You could do all this stuff, but that, then I would lose my hundred miles per gallon. And if it wasn't for that hundred miles per gallon, we would all be sitting on the side of the road. Yeah, right, right now. So what you're talking about, Steve, is the sprocket change. Why does he feel like he can go faster gearing it down a tube? Yeah, that was that was confusing because I get you get more torque. The, the answer is he can't because at 66 mile an hour with the bigger sprocket on. It's going to bump the rev limiter. Right. So, a but what he can one, do with a smaller one is get to 65 and hold 65 better. Right. As until he hits the rev limiter. So he's probably going to hit the rev limiter at 64, 65. He might not get it up to 60, be able to get 66. But the hills it. will go a lot faster. But he'll get up a hill. He'll yeah. he'll have a right. little bit. It needs like a half gear between three and four. I mean, it needs like a five-speed, but like a, you know, like it just needs. Well, that, a, a that's why speed. they made eight-speed racing bikes so that they right. could have, have an any either, gear. You could, you could play with that. You, you're stuck with four speeds, so. But you know, what's interesting for the TNT mm. is that it, when when we were on hills, right, it hit when, in fifth gear at seven thousand RPMs. It would just lug, and it didn't matter what, like the steepness of the hill was. Yeah, it yeah. went the same speed up it. It was the seven thousand RPM, like and just kept going. Well, that's nice. That's, it was really kind of cool. Yeah, you know that's that's a good bike. Does that have a five speed? Yeah, the five speed. So you didn't have to drop it into four going up a steep. Hill. Not well, not unless I wanted to beat him. So okay. like if we were both like kind of so wait just a second. Along. Wait, wait, wait. When you say beat him, you're racing against the monkey bike. Yeah. Really, the T the monkey bike is is holding its own against the T and T going, no, 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 no. going I was, up a hill. I, I was, think it's a little bit fast. His bike's faster than mine. Yeah, no, I was no, hanging. No, I'm not carrying more load. I was hanging behind him, but then if I wanted to pass quickly, I would just go down to fourth. I'm oh, like, okay, you could, yeah, okay. Cinch, so you, Cinch, you weren't battling. Who's carrying more more load? I think we're almost probably the same. I'm like I'm two thirty four right now. We need a. Uh, I'm around two forty. We so. need a yeah, teeter totter. So, yeah, I think we're we're right the same. So Smith, you put eight hours in. Any excitement on your trip up here? Well, I had one more question. You 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 talked about hills. Yeah. So the terrain and everything. You you had pretty steep hills and everything going oh, yeah. up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was well, it's a lot of hills. Nice roads, beautiful twisty roads, little towns and everything. And um, I noticed when we gassed it up and I was coming back. At first, the thought crossed my mind. I'm, I was like, I can't get the it to go as fast as I was it was earlier. 
It oh. just won't go that fast. I go, did something happen the to it? The wind was in our face. And I realized right there we were going to a, into a really strong oh, storm. 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 I was running about five miles an hour less than I was yeah. able to oh, do yeah. on the way up. Well, you know what else was weird? And I, I talked to Steve about it. When you get in these roads out in the middle of nowhere, like there's nothing. It's just a road and trees, right? Mm -hmm. And you're going and like you, you kind of feel like you're going downhill. And all of a sudden we're doing like 70, right? But then it looks like you're still going downhill, but the bikes are slowing way down, and you're like, what the fuck? But then you realize that you're actually going, like, you're yeah. going uphill, but less of uphill. That, yeah, and, like, yeah, your brain starts to get all weird, and you can't figure out what's up and down, and it's weird, man. Yeah. You don't have, you can't see the horizon and stuff yeah. like that. So a slight upgrade, you don't you can't really tell it as well. And especially if, like, it's less than the upgrade you were just on. It almost feels like you're going downhill at that point. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it was really, it was interesting. That was pretty fun. So you, the beer was good. The yep. trip out was good. Came back. You're not the only one who ran out of gas. You, in fact, you weren't the first one who ran out of nope. gas. And wait, can I say something? And to my credit, so the person who ran out of gas first actually had a working gas gauge. Oh. The second person, me, has I, not have a functioning gas gauge. Oh. <laughs> but I still called you running out of gas. No, you did. Like, a quick question, though. Dan, did you know you had a gas cage? <laughs> I did, but I never, it just never occurred to me that I couldn't ride 65 miles to a brewery and back. I've never had a On bike one and a half that small gallons gallons. gas. <laughs> so was there a, a gas station between the no. brewery and coming back? No. None. Not one. Wow. So... Well. Yeah, it, it, I know... That like, puts the ball back in your court, Steve Hofford. See, I yeah. know exactly... Like, I mean, I calculate continuously what my remaining range is and like what my fuel economy is. So I knew that I was getting 98 miles to a gallon. I mean, because I could do the calculations. So I knew I was getting 98 miles to a gallon, and when my eat shit light comes on, it means I have a half a gallon left. So then you could just, you know, whatever it says on your screen, your uh, odometer is what your mile per gallon is. So I knew I had about 40 miles left, and I knew we were like within 40 miles. So Dan runs out of gas, and then and Steve's like shaking his tank. He's like, "Look how much gas I have left! I have so much gas left!" And I said, "I didn't say it. So I said, I think I have enough to make it." And I said, "You're not going to make it." You said, "You're going to be four miles short." I said, "Yeah." And I said, "You're going to be three, four miles short." And I was three point so eight miles short. So, so, <laughs> so where was Crampy at this point? He was he, like way back there. I was like thirty miles back. He was leave in, me, he was leave in the, me, guys. Go leave me. It's okay. He was, he was in yourself. the beautiful city of Baker's Mills. In fact, <laughs> in fact, I think you were in front of a meth lab. Yeah. Yeah. This run-down trailer with a couple of semi-broken-down cars. And <laughs> diapers. Yeah. There's like right. the, the typical like kid area with diapers and like a, right. a shitty jungle gym that's falling apart, <laughs> and a burned-out mattress with blood stains yeah. to the left. It was it was interesting, man. What that was, that was a, one of the worst places. Hey, nobody's gonna mess about. with the guy on the scooter. <laughs> <laughs> that's so. the best part. Is parking at the brewery with the um, Harley there. We I'll all get, get off like my leather. Get off our hogs. Triumph jacket on. <laughs> <laughs> so Steve Hopper was the winner of the Paradox Loop. Yes. He out and Savior too, because he went and got the gas and brought us home. Yeah, he pulled in, and I'm like, "Where's everybody else?" And he's like, "Oh, they ran out of gas." And like, so oh, okay. Hoff, you had to go back 40 miles to get crunchy. <coughs> yeah, 20 and 20. Yeah, it was 40. It was uh, 44 or 24 miles back to his. We position. did put fuel in the monkey too, so now, he can make it back. Now, Crunchy, did you push your? Your vehicle, maybe that extra mile to get a little bit closer to <laughs> off coming? I pushed it about 
half a block up to the little pull-off area. <laughs> to the crack the house. Guard to the crack house. He pushed it up to the crack house. <laughs> Push it up by the, the we crack going, house. We going nighty? Waited there. That's uh -oh. all right, B. Oh, we go that way. Say goodnight. Night. Come here, stinker. Well, I didn't. I didn't go because I felt like I needed to take a, a nap and stuff. I was pretty beat up. Amy, when you come back out, would you? And I was diddle bobbing with. I brought my kind of beer. Sure. Thank you. I brought my '67 CT90, which just wasn't happening. Did you I figure out if the timing chain was messed up? No, the timing chain is not messed up, as far as I can tell. And I was riding it. You know, I rode it around here a little bit. I think it actually has something going on with the clutch. That there's this there's this like kind of knocking thing because I took the points plate off and the and advancer and I was able to hold the crank I took, go to top dead center and then everything's free there you know you have yeah. that, that Lucy thing and I I had no slack or anything in my timing chain you know you, one little turn and you, it was translate you know right. no, nothing was loose you couldn't shake them at all and I could even see where the chain looks like it's going over the wheel and everything like it should. So yeah, so it's not sad. I'm not worried anything, about so. that. But what I did notice is that I was getting a little clunking sound when I would go from, you know, back and forth on the crank. And it seems like it actually goes, I think it's like the clutch basket or something on the other side of the motor is loose and is, is, is dunking back and That's forth. That's not so. keyed, is it? Well, the other thing is, yeah, it probably is keyed so do you have a not damage? keyed it's it's uh cogged cogged yes yeah, not so. spline but like it has the it's almost like the output shaft on a on your front sprocket but i did notice too when i was running it the noise went away when i hit pushed the back of the shifter and shifted it which engages the clutch so there's something oh, going on yeah. on that bike on the clutch i which that it, i've had them make that noise but not nearly as prominent as this one's making it yeah but it ran really good. I was running up and down the street, and it was like, well, okay. So I don't know. But that's not going to go 120 miles ever, probably. <laughs> that's going to be uh, only mid-Ohio type bike. So the, the one year at mid-Ohio, I rode my passport nice. home from mid-Ohio. Yeah, I remember. That was yeah. you. You went with me. We put it yeah, on right. the back of my RV, and then you rode it home. Yeah, and then you said you were going, and you are coming back, and then you yeah, never well, came back. Yeah, well, my friend died, and I had uh, to go to the wake, so. Got um, a passport is a three-speed 70cc. Right. I mean, I've ridden passports, and I felt like 35 mile an hour was difficult. Well, mine will do like 42, and sometimes it'll do 50, but that day, that particular day, I was having a major problem with it. It would run for maybe five miles and then just die. Oh. And that's the way it worked almost all the way home. Crazy. So I ended up taking, you know, I pulled the car apart many times. Because I know it's starving for fuel. I know for sure that it was starving for fuel. Mm -hmm. Because it runs really well. I mean, it runs fine, and then it runs really, really well, and then it immediately dies. Yeah, it has so, that little lean spot where right. it runs great. Right. So... I finally bought a new uh, Chinesium carburetor <laughs> and put that on, and it runs. Now it runs, but it, it's not as fast as it used to be. Mm. But what I discovered was it looked like almost a, a tar snake inside the old carburetor, like where the fuel, because the petcock is, 
is built onto the side of those carbs. Into the float bowl. Right, into the float bowl. Yeah. Interesting. And then there's a passageway that runs around mm -hmm. and then goes to the needle. Yeah. Uh, the so it goes through, there's a passageway through the float bowl. Right. That goes through up through the float bowl gasket and into the carburetor and then back down through the needle valve and that's how it dumps. Right. Yeah. So what I discovered was... It and then does like it have the little screen on the back of it? There's also a filter screen that it goes. Is there a little round thing on the float bowl with a, that you can take a cap off and there's a screen in there? That I did not see. So well, I don't I see, know if it was like, missing my, All or, the CT90s have that. I don't know what your passport has. Yeah, I don't, I don't believe it has that. But what I did notice was it looked like a, a black string, like it almost looked like rubber, hmm. through that entire passageway. Mm. So it was occluding the entire passage. Yeah. And it's, I mean, I tried everything. I tried a, a ultrasonic, I ran it through the ultrasonic cleaner. I, yeah. you know, I put it in carb cleaner. I did all this stuff and I cannot get that piece of string. <laughs> Sorry. What uh, about ultrasonic with lacquer thinner? I have not tried that yet, but I'm willing to do anything because I would love to go back to the original carb. Mm-hmm. But the only other issue I have with that... Well, you remember, too, the podcast that I brought the float bowl for this oh, CT90. And was that the loon? That's the loon. Oh, that was cool. Yeah, sorry. that. No, that was cool because they explained... People in podcast, for the people in podcast land, each lake doesn't necessarily have a loon, but... A lake will only have one loon at a time, and if another loon flies over a lake, they make this hauntingly oh, beautiful. I heard it. It's a hauntingly beautiful sound. And so if you want to look it up on the Google machine, loons are these very large uh, water birds that are uh, like white and black, like variegated white mm -hmm. and black, and they have red eyes, and they're, they can swim underwater like hundreds of yards. They're unbelievably cool birds. They rarely go on land. In fact, I don't even know if they can go on land because they're not built to be on land. They can fly, they can they can go under they can swim very well and they usually just hunt for fish or whatever on the lake and they have their ba like they have babies on the water and they go into like the marshy areas to have babies or have uh, chicks and Oh, there it was. I heard it. Yeah. So so right now we're hearing the loon. I, and I don't know if this this is going to pick it up. I mean, I heard it in the headphones. Won't. I mean, I just heard it in the headphones. So. Well, you know, I always thought that loons mostly the, only lived in the, the north. The not cast. Yeah. Yeah. But when we were down in South Carolina last Christmas, um, there were loons on Lake Jocassi. We did a pontoon boat tour down there. Wow. Yeah. Cool. They're very cool birds. They're my favorite. They are my favorite birds. So... And you That's say that's very appropriate that a loon would be your favorite bird. <laughs> <laughs> and you're saying there's only one loon to a lake. So I wonder what happens. Like they, they get territorial. One loon occupies the, a lake. Wow. So I wonder if they have like well, a turf war. Are they, they ever battle? I mean, I wonder. I they, this no, is you to see look them up. fly over, and you could hear them calling. They call when they go over the lake. And I anybody think it, down there? Yeah, I'm here. This is my lake. Yeah. I, <laughs> Fuck off! Go yeah, fuck it, your hat. <laughs> see, I'm not, I'm not, like up on the yeah. mating rituals of loons, but I really think that. Come on. I think it's very cool. I just, <laughs> I just really like the thing. So. So I think that takes care of the brewery trip. 
Excellent. Yeah, yeah, that was that was pretty much it. He brought us gas. Oh no, the one thing I would like to mention though, yeah, is oh. that <laughs> the stupid New York State trooper. Oh, oh yeah, uh, is pulling over people, and then he, after he got done with his thing, I, I had already Steve ran out of gas, so I was heading back home. I was going up a hill. I was doing like forty-three miles an hour, and all of a sudden I see this guy behind me and. You know, I pull over and he's like slows down and looks right at me. So I'm like, I pointed at him and I waved him out. Yeah, move <laughs> and along. And I'm thinking, and then so I got in behind him and I'm thinking, you couldn't take the time to stop and see if yeah. Steve was okay. I mean, like he's at the side of the road on a broken down bike and the guy didn't stop. He's too busy writing tickets. Where in Ohio, a state trooper will stop. He'll change a tire for you. I mean, I've seen I've seen many state troopers changing tires or giving you a gallon of gas to make it to the next exit. Or right, because you know he just passed two guys, at least one guy, who was out of gas already. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, and, and although Another Dan was on a different a road. Dan was on, <laughs> Dan was on Route 8, and he was, like, way off the beaten path, and you were, he was, like, you were on Route 830, which was where this guy was patrolling and, and writing tickets. So so I, I would like to thank the Ohio State Patrol for being much more professional than the New York Highway Patrol, and our governor's way better than you, Cuomo. Yeah, well, let's yeah talk about this is interesting and like like I'm all for masking, that's fine and, and everything like that. I'm not opposed to it or anything, but this was an interesting rule. So we're allowed to go to the brewery. You're allowed to get in line. You're allowed to stand there. You're allowed to drink. You're allowed to do all that, but you also have to buy food. And what constitutes food, you ask? One bag of 50% potato chips between the three of us. That came home unopened and is sitting on the back of my car. <laughs> no, that, no, that, that was, was from the last time yeah. I was there. So that's, oh, okay. that's one food item for up to 10 people. Yeah. <laughs> and if you keep your tab open, that one food item can remain there as long as you want. So it doesn't, I don't, I just don't get how. No, that's, I, I'm, I'm sure that that's some sort of a law going back where people just opened bars no no it was just it was just enacted it was enacted july 21st well it's kind of like you know back home they're doing takeout takeout drinks and stuff but you have to buy some but sort only of food. food right but right. maybe they're only a, maybe that's how they're being they're designating these places as being essential because they serve food yeah, so the beer, yeah, saying the beer is not essential, yeah. but the food is. But beer is food. Hey, Chris, can you toss a log in the old fire there? Maybe the one that I hit you in the head with. <laughs> Sorry. I'll, I'll toss it over. The damaged log that hit you, that you damaged with your head. <laughs> oh, go, go ahead. One of you guys are good. I'm not getting up. So you, you seem a little tuckered out there, Chris, man. <laughs> I don't know why you would be. You've just rode eight hours. Well, was it? Well, how long did it take you? Well, I I left my house at eleven after hoping to leave at seven in the morning. But uh, I had a little party for myself last night. Okay. And uh, so that didn't pay any dividends. And give us more details on that. <laughs> did you do? Did you do the the eight hour ride of shame today? <laughs> Well, uh, are you it, still married? Oh yeah, yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, Mrs. Smith didn't give me too much uh, sh on that, but uh, we were down at the Hansa last night, and I had a couple of a uh, couple of liters of the uh, the blueberry gosa. Oh, you certainly good. do like that huge glass that you drink out of. 
So that's, you know, that's, I bought that next door and I leave it down there and they hang it up on a hook for me. So that's actually my, my uh, dimple glossing down there. Nice. I wanted my own dimple glassing. Well, just just buy one and tell Boris to leave this here for me. He'll... <laughs> Boris is so cool. Yeah. You tell him you know Chris Smith. All yeah. kinds of doors will open. Yeah, well, that's charge you double. And, well, <laughs> and the problem, though, is that your buddy, the owner, comes out, and then he's like, oh, he goes, come on, let me give you three more fingers of that. And so you have like an 87-ounce glass, right? I have some Schlievowitz with And that. so his three fingers is means that he's not filling it up. He's giving you 72 ounces this time. And that's yeah, just... and and he, he smacked me a couple of times on that yesterday. <laughs> so so you're starting out a little oh man, a little was, stiff. Not, yeah, I was uh, I was banged up this morning. And uh, so, you know, I got on the concourse and, uh, well... Well, we were talking about what bike could you possibly ride, and... That, uh, there was only one choice we thought was the concourse the drifter right. no bags or anything but you i mean it, it would have been nice but the concourse is the perfect bike if i'm going to ride an eight hour day with with the possible exception of my my legs are the pegs are so high well that's that, what we talked about in the other podcast is every bike needs the pegs in an inch or two lower industries make yeah. uh lowering pegs for a concourse yeah they can i'm you sure can somebody it. had to do yeah. something with you should look into those chris because yeah. they, they make it much more comfortable you think yeah. one inch though is going to make one oh, inch is. makes a world okay. of the difference. The whole difference. My NC700 when I had it, it was okay and it used to bum me out. And then I got those night lowering pegs, one inch lowering pegs, and I could ride it for four hours a day, five no problem without that stopping. That seat's horrible on that bike though. Oh yeah, I had to fix the seat. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I had a, I had it a felt set. like you were like sliding yeah, down. Yeah, I was trying to make hold. your yeah. dick part of the tank. Yeah, yeah, no, it was terrible, terrible, terrible. So aside from your easy pass, fucking you in the ass. Yeah, you know that goddamn thing. I, I, I don't know what the problem is, but. It, it works sometimes. Even in Ohio, it works sometimes, and sometimes it doesn't. So I think the the answer is what my brother does, is when he gets close to one, he takes it out of his pocket and kind of waves it in the air. So i got to figure out how to do that as I'm going through the... But isn't the whole point is that you don't even have to stop? You're supposed to be able to just roll through and uh, you're good? I was you know? told, I asked actually asked at one of the toll booths about that once because I had the same problem on yeah. my Triumph. And they said that uh, there's actually a, a sensor in the road that has to be triggered as well as the pass being there. And huh. the bike just doesn't have enough mass to trigger. Okay. I want to say, have I heard of people putting them underneath the bike? Like under, like down? Magnets? Up, well, the, the easy pass itself, like maybe putting it closer to the road surface and it would pick yeah, up better. Is that the antennas are above you. Okay. That's they're like those, those flat, they're flat. And now, and now it appears to me that they're going to go with no stop tolling because mm -hmm. see all those areas you there's new uh yeah what, what i was going to ask you what the hell i think that's things? i think those are going to be no i hope they're not speed traps because i'm fucked no they're not speed traps i'm pretty sure so that they're, they're going to toll you the whole in, way out there no in wisconsin you it's don't Illinois. even stop i mean you don't even have to stop it's you, in illinois yeah is that illinois yeah i, yeah. Dri I drive through yeah. chicago like uh Three, four times a year. Well, that's yeah, but they have those new ones where yeah, you you know, have to you're, you're going 80 miles an hour, even though the speed limit is 55, through the tall boots. Yeah. yeah, you don't have to stop at all, and they they just dang you as you go through. But it, they're like uh, there's like 92 antennas on those things. So. Was well, that what the things were with the lights? And I mean, I thought they were cameras or something like that, where you go. It's over top of the I mean, roadway. You know, those, right. those look a lot like the ones in Illinois. They look exact. I think they look exact. I mean, That's the, what they have the in Pennsylvania. When you go Illinois, into Pennsylvania, they have those things set up. The moon. And um, if it doesn't read you, it takes a picture of your car. 
so that they and then I had a person I forget who it was maybe it was that's one of you guys. You got to make sure you're. That they could actually, they, the they looked up, pass. they were able to bring up the picture, and they're like, well, it's not your fault. We can see the easy pass in your windshield. So they, you know, they just charged, the, so they got, because they got fined for not using their easy pass. And so yeah. they, they squashed it because, well, we can see you had your easy pass. We'll just, you know, you'll just get well, mine the regular read, amount. Mine read three of the four times. The hmm. first time I went through the toll booth, it didn't read. And then I, I adjusted it. Like I said, I put it on top of my Yeti. And then it read the last three times. So call I know Easy that, Pass. Huh? Call Easy Pass. Yeah, it says Call Easy Pass. So. On the, on the and plus I'm running dirty plates on this. <laughs> I, have, I have my dump truck with my Tundra plates on it. So, I mean, but, hey, the, but they're registered. I mean, that, that plate is registered. To, to Easy Pass, yeah. I mean, it's registered through Easy Pass as a Tundra, so I mean, I don't think that's going to make any difference. Because I mean, you think some Yahoo in the middle and you know some office is going to know the difference between any car? They probably drive a Kia anyway. Hey, you guys so. want to? You guys want to hear something good? Yeah. You want to hear what happens when Chris Chris Smith butt dials you? <laughs> oh, here we go. Oh, this can't be good. <laughs> hey, hang on a second. I, I get inside bodily I get functions. Uh, here we go. <laughs> Hopefully, you didn't the shitter. <laughs> so he's going to play it for the microphone. Yeah. 2020, 125. One down, three up. Just a little buzz around, 1.1 gallon tank. Nice little cruiser through the metro park, wherever you have to be going. <laughs> what an idiot. idiot. It sounds like he's talking about a Janus. And he said yeah. it, no, it was about the monkey. He said it right at the beginning, Honda monkey. Oh, okay. And then he went right into the rest of it. Huh. Oh, interesting. So Pete Hemfling has an announcement. He's, he talk, I talked to him today. Okay. Yeah. And, uh... He was cleaning out his garage in Lakewood. Mm -hmm. He's got a Trail 90 oh. with a title that he wants to get rid of. It needs work, uh -huh. but he thought one of you guys here might be interested in a Trail 90. Why does he just apologize and with, come back to the podcast? With a, with a title. Do you ever ask him why he won't come back to the podcast? I did, and he says he doesn't like Hofert. <laughs> I, well, I think, that's nobody does, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I think that's something, though, that we should probably just talk about maybe after our, our not right. a cast. Yeah. But anyhow, so he he doesn't want much money for it, and it does have a title. So yeah. for, all, for all you guys who are looking for Honda, I can't. I, I can't. I don't have any space for any more bikes. I don't either. But I'm Steve. Interested. You always have more space. Yeah. You always got room for Jello. <laughs> well, I thought you were going to say yeah, he has a I'm CB160. Actually looking, I'm looking for space. Because One I sold him the CB160. What? You sold me the CB160? Yeah. At Mid-Ohio the one year. Oh. What? Yeah. Sold who? I sold Pete Hempfling my CB160. Oh, does he still have it? As far as I know. Maybe and that's why when you were talking about... He has, you know, he's cleaning out his garage in Lakewood. I thought you were going to say, oh, he's selling a CB160. I'm going to get it, and I'm going to drive to your house every day and just go by really slowly. <laughs> and I'm going to say, hey, Steve, nice CB160. Look at my CB, my CB77 305 Super Rock sitting there. It's much nicer. That's twice the bike that that thing is. Hey, why don't you put a log on there, Mr. Log King over there? So, 
tell us a little bit more about your trip. So, what was your maximum velocity? Oh, I, you know, people are cooking down 90. I can't believe that these drivers in New York are just... Because you're taking 90, all, we're taking 90 all the way from Cleveland all the way out here pretty much. Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah, and these guys are... Max on fire. I, I was, I was very surprised at um, how New Yorkers in their huge Escalades come screaming up the, uh, the left lane right up into some other person's trunk. Yeah. And then, you know, go from 85 go down to 70. It's like, well, gee, Charlie, you know, why'd you, why'd you race right into the, his back end? So, uh, Did you have any of this? We had, we had people, I was pulling the trailer, we had people come up behind us. I'd be trying to pass a slow car in the right lane. I don't stay in the left lane, but I was over there. Car comes up and gets on my ass. Yeah. I move over. They, they race by, get in front of me, and then slow down to 60. And so, like, to the point that I have to slow down, and then I pass them, they race, get behind me, and then the whole fucking game plays over and over. And I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, what? I didn't have that issue. None of that bothers me as much as the semi-trucks who got to play the slow-mo. We don't want to break the speed limit by very much, so, you know, one truck's going 69 miles an hour. Oh, and the one passing. And the other one's going to pass them at <laughs> 70 miles an hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. As slow as it's, it's more like in, a quarter in three weeks. of a mile an hour. Yeah, yeah 69 like, and a quarter. <laughs> like, over a period of 20 miles, it takes one pick, you know, it's yeah. like, Jesus Christ. <coughs> well, I, mean, I can't complain because I'm only doing 55 in yeah. my dump truck, so. <laughs> well, you know what? You know what's funny? When we were riding today, and that log truck got in front of us, he was going fast enough that I kind of liked it because it was like a blocker. Like, nobody could get mad at us for blocking the lane. Like, if we could have stayed behind him, we could have made good time, but he turned off, you know? Yeah, the, the bad part, though, was it was spewing sawdust everywhere. <laughs> yeah, there was that. And he was actually slower than us on the hills. Yeah. But still pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I got so much sawdust in my eyes. So the the, <laughs> the concourse ran great. Yeah. No complaints. None, none. It, How it, many fuel stuffs? Two, three? Uh, two... Driving up, so I, I was pretty much full. I had two stops, but I was pretty much empty by the time I came to mm -hmm. Speculator. So. Oh, you did it on one tank? No, 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 two. Oh, you filled up twice? Correct. So I started... Doesn't, how big is the tank on that? Seven gallons. So, seven gallons? Yeah. Oh, so you're getting about, what, 35 on it? Yeah, I don't know. I, I'd, I'd have to go look. I, That's yeah. not acceptable, okay? You're talking to Steve Hofford. Why weren't you calculating your miles per gallon as you were riding? Why don't you know this? I was trying to figure out why my uh, Easy Pass wasn't working. Oh, you kept on going like this with it. You were distracted. <laughs> you were distracted. So we got what? A couple more days. What's the plan for the next few days? Any riding? What are we doing? Well, I imagine we'll go to the brewery tomorrow somewhere. <laughs> you know, Hop, I was I was thinking. You know, I don't like taking. 90 up to Buffalo and, and then across. So I was very close to... 20. You could take 20 and go well, through the Finger Lakes. 86. I was thinking of taking 86 over to, I think it's Route 36 that goes up to 390 and comes in somewhere near Rochester. You could take 20 to 5. Have Have you been on 20? Yeah. And what's that like? Is that like driving down Detroit Road and no? And it's like it's mostly like 55, 60. Yeah. And then you, when you get the city, of course, you, you're going to hit all the Finger Lakes. So you start out in the, the like the further the most eastern Finger Lake is the most 
effluential finger leg. So it's really nice. You know, it's like really cool. It's like all the like the Buffy and Bobby are walking around in their like sweaters and all that stuff. But as you progressively go west, it's like it gets poorer and poorer and poorer. Like you get to the stinky finger leg. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean it's sad. No, just to see, just to see like the. It's like it's like a cross section of like America's American society because, like it, it's. I mean, it's kind of sad. Like when you get to the la- like to the one finger smells like fish. So, yeah. so have, one finger leg smells Steve, like shit. Have you taken twenty? Because twenty leaves or cuts off a ninety just a little bit south of Buffalo or, or right. west of Buffalo. Right, and that's what I've done because it uh, <clears throat> south. You what I've done is I've taken twenty, but then I've taken there's like a route five. Yeah. And you could take like you could take twenty part way, and then you could jump on five, and five goes right to the lake, and then you could follow five along the lake, and then jump back on twenty in Ohio. So five is like the scenic byway. Yeah. And it's I mean it you you have periods of going sixty, and then you have periods of doing twenty five through towns, and it took me eleven hours to do it that way. Okay. But I mean. When you take the freeway, it's, I mean, if you take if you take 90 and you're doing basically the speed limit and you stop one time, it's seven and a half hours. If you take 86 down south, yeah. it's like more southern, and then you go through Pennsylvania, that other whatever that you take, you're like more in Pennsylvania, it's a really, it's beautiful. It's like more scenic. Yeah. But it takes you like 10 plus hours. And then if you take 20 with all the stops and the breaks and the cities and the whatever, you know, all the stuff that you have to do, then it takes you about 12 hours. So so well, it's I, a matter wait, of time. Oh, wait, wait, I did avoiding tolls on my, because I don't like to pay tolls. But I didn't realize also that the tolls between here for driving Ada all the way from Cleveland to here was less than one toll going into Pennsylvania. But yeah, you're right. But it was going to take me eight and a half. It was only going to take me about an extra hour and a half. However, taking eighty six, some formulation. Well, of that's 86. what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm saying. It takes you an extra hour and a half. So if you're looking at seven and a half to eight hours, I mean, depending. Was, no, no, it was a different. It was going to be seven and a half hours or eight and a half hours. So like another hour. Oh. Yeah. Yep. See, but that's not what I found because that's what they say. Right. Right. But it's not. It's really. It doesn't work out that way. It takes. About ten hours to take that southern route. Well, I mean, I don't know I why. Take that route because it would have sucked getting no, here at five, dude, in the five or six. Yeah, no, yeah, but what I'm saying is that, but that route. I mean, because I've, I've done every, I've done all these different routes just to see something different. Yeah. I don't really care for taking ninety because that last leg of ninety between Buffalo and here really stinks. It's so it's flat. It's monotonous. It's two lanes. Yeah, and it's, it's just, like it just it beats you up. I mean, it just. Super slab's no fun, but uh, the finger the finger lake route's pretty interesting. I mean, you see some interesting stuff, and the scenery's a little bit better. But I think that Route 5, I mean, I liked it. You go through a lot of different places. You go through all these small, like, uh, lakefront towns, and there's some nice ones. There's some really, like, you know, run-down ones, but it's interesting. I mean, I enjoy, I enjoy it. I'd rather go that way if I have time. But I don't really have time, so I <laughs> I jump on ninety and I 
time keeps on ticking, ticking. Stick the tow motor engine on my dump truck <laughs> in fifth and just... <laughs> so, so we rode 65 miles. Which direction did we go today? Like north? Basically, we went uh, northeast. Okay, northeast. So that that was sixty five miles brewed. There was nothing. Was there anything else around there? Like that was it. Like that's no, the destination. Had, no, Ticonderoga is there. If we we if we hadn't gone over, uh, if we had gone over uh, sixty miles right when we hit seventy four, yeah. we could have gone to Ticonderoga, Fort Ticonderoga. It's very interesting, but it's closed now because of the COVIDs. So you wouldn't. I mean, we COVID. So that is interesting. I mean, there's a great story behind that and and uh if we went west on 74 we would have gone into lake placid right okay and that little section of road 74 from nine west on 74 is really good it's like uh uh right by whiteface mountain it's like you're going along like whiteface mountain yeah and it's there's a river and a i think chris and i rode that one yeah I'm when we went sure. down to uh, lake george right yeah no, when I think when we went up north that one day, we rode that. I mean, I know I rode that with some of my other friends too. When they we came up here one year, and I wore them out so much and never want to come back, which is pretty sad. Huh. So we, they were like, "Let's go up to New York and ride." I'm like, "Okay, but if you're going up to New York take with me, because they'll leave you on the side of the you road, you better take Novocaine for your ass because you're going to be riding all day." And they're like, "We can do it. We can do it. you know, like whatever." Yeah. So we rode and rode and rode and rode, and at the end of the day, they're like, there was none of this. They came home, they ate like two bites of food, they went right to bed. <laughs> and then so the next year, I'm like, are we going again? They're like, uh-uh, you ride, you you beat us up. Well, it's ridiculous. like, I'm not, we didn't, I didn't beat you up. I mean, you, you should have just told me. You, you could have pulled work. over and said, hey, I'm, I'm gonna. So Steve, I gotta tell you, as soon as I turned on to Route 8, that left and I was going down probably about five miles or whatever. There's a little uh, little volunteer fire department that comes up on the right. I, I had to pull in there and take my jacket off and zip it all shut because... Oh, it the, got cold. Yeah, it gets cold. Going, Holy cow. Yeah. What the hell's going on here? So I, I zipped that baby shut and now that well, did the trick. But uh, When Dan broke down, I was toasty and fine. I just had, I had shorts on and my, my riding jacket. No gloves. And I was perfectly fine. He broke down. I got back here, picked up gas, went back to him. By the time I got back to him, the sun was already going down. And it was cold. I mean, my yeah, hands were like... 10, 15 uh, degrees, I think. Right. I should have grabbed a pair of gloves, uh, but I, I didn't. And that was my own fault. But uh, when, I got, when I got back from... When we both got... Both of us got back... I went right and took a hot shower just to warm up because I was, I was cold. Yeah, so. yeah. Even and I was I made it back before because you hit me first before you went out and, and got Dan, and even the last three four miles it was getting chilly, even right there. Right. It's I mean it's it's this is the way it is in the fall here. It's like this this was a very odd day because normally in the morning till like nine o'clock there's mist, and like when I come up here, like this time of year to ride. I can't really even start riding till nine o'clock in the morning because you can't, can't see. see anything, and your bike is totally and your bike soaked, and you can't see anything, and the roads are wet. And I mean, I'm not going to needlessly endanger my own life. Right. But this morning when I woke up, 
It's like it was a crystal clear. It was today. It was like a perfect day. Yeah, it was, it was beautiful. a perfect day, and it Dude. was not too hot, not too cold. Mm -mm. The humidity <laughs> was low. I woke up at eight thirty, and Steve was already up, and we we're huh. chit chatting. He's like. Yeah, I already rode 60 miles today. I'm like, what? Yeah, <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> you were the, are you the same Steve that was here whenever I got here at 3 o'clock in the morning and yeah. we went to bed at 3.30, 4 o'clock? Well, that's what woke me up. So I, I, my daughter wanted to go to bed, and she was like, can you take me to bed, blah, 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 whatever. Um, Mom wasn't available. We'll tell that story in a minute. <laughs> I, I killed your wife. <laughs> but uh, I, went, I went to help her fall asleep, and I laid down on that top bunk with her. And then the next thing I know, I heard you starting your bike this morning. That was like the last thing I, and I was like, what time is it? it was like, what did you leave? Like 5.30 or 6? No, 7 o'clock. It was 7 o'clock. No, it couldn't yeah. have been. Really? It was 7. Oh, what wow. were you doing? Well, my original plan was to go out and get some eggs and uh, some milk and make some buckwheat pancakes. But mm. then when I got to the store, I found out that it's uh, senior hour between 7 and 8. I'm like, oh, I just. You mean you don't qualify for that? Well, I'm close. We should have sent Chris there. <laughs> but he wasn't here yet. He wasn't here yet to go get me my pancakes. So, so anyway, I'm like, oh, I just ride up to Indian Lake. So I rode up to I rode up to Indian Lake, and I, I normally I take a lot of pictures up here, but I'm always like, I always seem to be there in the afternoon. So this time I was there in the morning, and I took pictures of like what it looks like. Was it dark in the when morning. you left, or was it just dawn? The sun was like up, like right where the moon is now. Yeah. The sun was like that. Okay. I mean, it was over there though, but it was about that high. Hmm. And it was actually it was super comfortable this morning. And usually it's like like you know that that Crisp. cold, yeah. that and damp, cold and damp. But t today it wasn't. I mean, the roads were a little bit Oop, wet. But sorry. <laughs> it are really bad. messing up our sound quality. Yeah. <laughs> That's an error. We'll Chris out. just threw his wood <laughs> leg up on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, but I just I really do enjoy riding up here and yeah, enjoy the being up nice. here. This I is think like I'm going to have to borrow somebody's bike tomorrow because I, uh, you had mentioned you, you had mentioned it was like 35 mile an hour roads here and there. I'm like, no, that's it. No, I said I, you could if you, you could, bought you, a bike up here, yeah. you could ride around like 35 miles an hour, like in the area. Yeah, yeah. But you couldn't really like you can't tra like yeah no, no like I could have brought my well, zero up here and done what you I know. did what I wanted to do too I I wanted to get that bike out and I wanted to diddle with it and I felt you know well my XT and I didn't really want to load here. up a, a KLR six fifty on the back of my stuff and I but we could all ride again yeah we and got even plenty of take bikes. the XT two fifty yeah. yeah. no no that was the plan right from the get go I'm not riding <laughs> my bike <laughs> you're gonna take my yeah. yeah. actually John XT. John told me he's a little upset Steve he didn't bring his, his African bring twin my, out you for didn't him. bring my African twin <laughs> sorry. You, but you know what? <laughs> that bike is good up here because the range on it is very. I mean, it's got an excellent range. Well, yeah. that would have really came it's into play. It's got a three hundred mile range. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. So I mean, that's not that big of a gas tank on it, though, is it's it? It's a really? five gallon tank, and if you oh, I didn't. It, at fifty five miles an hour, <laughs> it's actually over three hundred miles because at fifty five miles an hour, that thing gets sixty two miles to a gallon. Holy fuck! Wow. My Super Ten rate, I do one hundred and ninety per tank, and I have a five point seven gallon tank. Wow! And I could probably do two twenty five if I had to. And then, as Steve pointed out, that was Rambo's bike. No, we the XT250, yeah. Yeah, we were yeah, really but is, is that the biker or is it the rider? What? 
The no. mileage you get on that. No, it's I mean, I, I've little... tried. I've, I've, I've you, done... You ride fast, though, too. So I do, but I, it, sometimes, though, just slabbing, though, if I'm just doing, like, 60, I put the, the speed control on or whatever, and it still only gets, like, 42 to the gallon. It won't get more than 40. I think I, the most I've ever got was 45 going down to Georgia, and that was just because I didn't do any. I just literally put it on speed control, and it was straight for eight hours. You know, so you I, took out the Steve Whiskey Throttle Cinch Factor. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Hey, I got a question. Who's uh, who brought the Basil Hayden in there? There's a couple of those bottles. I saw in that. There. Well, Steve Hoffer had posted that he was drinking the good stuff and getting rid of it before we got here. Alcohol sponges. <laughs> <laughs> so before you guys got up here, I drank a bottle of Basil Hayden's. <laughs> and then, not to be outdone, I well, know. How long did that take you? Two days. Two days. <laughs> wow. Not bad. You're I drank half a bottle in a day. Yeah, that's, well, uh, and, and, it, it was delicious. <laughs> but can I also say that that also helped him prime himself for what took place yesterday? Oh, in, in oh what no. regard? What so, so he made his uh, grumpy sewer guy signature famous signature handmade super margaritas, which I hadn't had a margarita until I had one of those today. And and I think if you were gonna kind of say like what a restaurant would do, they usually do like one part tequila, four parts margarita. Right? Mix. Mix. Mix yeah. Right? Lemon. What did you, what's the called? The lemon? Lemix. 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 That's right? not a margarita. That's no. crap. So Steve makes his margarita, which is fresh. And I granted, this is like a handcrafted real margarita. But it is one part margarita mix and fruit. No, and there's, six parts. There's no margarita mix. No, I'm saying what you made. Like, yeah. you know, Wash. the stuff that you, yeah. you ground up, whatever. Not No mix. No, so made. So but it's like this one is cocktail hour here way. at the Cleveland Moto non-podcast. <laughs> and I, I'll give you the recipe because I want people to drink good margaritas. Oh, it was fucking good. So buy some good, fresh, juicy limes. Yeah. And take four limes and hand mull them or hand juice them and the make sure you get a little... Make sure, make sure you get uh, that good pulp in there, and then you take. Uh, then you take a drink of tequila. Then you take. <laughs> no, so then that, first that, drink some tequila. Whatever that volume is, whatever that volume of limes are, because some limes are juicier than others, and you, so you're going to have like X amount of vo- like ounces of lime juice. So say it's four Two. ounces of lime juice. So then you take four ounces of lime juice. Uh, four ounces of Grand Marnier, or I use Grand Gala because it's the same thing and it's it's a it's the same type of liquor. And why waste Grand Marnier on a on a mixed drink? And then make sure you get a. It depends on what kind of uh, tequila you like, but I like uh, I. Are use you listening, Anejo. Piper? Piper, why why waste Grand Marnier on a mixed drink? Remember that. Take that to college with you and teach your friends. <laughs> so then it's one part lime juice, one part Grand Marnier or equivalent, and two parts tequila. And then I add two heaping tablespoons of, um, of uh, what the hell is the name of the Torbonado sugar. Mm. Because it has the molasses in it. The Torbonado Tornado. Yeah. Right, that explains why they were so dark. Right, that's why they were dark. Well, the Grand, Mar- the Grand Gale is dark, too. The Grand Marnier is dark. Have you ever tried, like, making a Turbinado sugar um, simple syrup? No, that would be even better. I mean, that would be, be- in fact, that would be better, but I mean, it I'm takes, lazy. like, five minutes to make it. Even, <laughs> even yeah. without heat, you can do it. Oh, really? Yeah. But you know, and that's what I should have at done, the end but. of the day, they were very good, but they were very, very, very strong. 
And my wife weighs like 130 pounds and she had a 9% IPA and then it's something else and she was feeling all right. So then Steve brought down his uh, cocktail de Depth jour. Charge. And she sucked down about three of those in about Ooh. seven minutes. <laughs> and we didn't see Amy anymore after 4.30. And she... But the house was definitely spinning with her inside of it. <laughs> definitely. Steve did hit the button that spun the house really hard. No, so. she was the... <laughs> I know, I know. She, she was hammered. It was funny. And so now she understands. Now she can be part of the game. <laughs> she got jumped in my offer. <laughs> <laughs> well, if it's any consolation, she had a nice, easy day today. Yeah, yeah. You know, Piper was here. Her, her and B got to hang out, and so that was cool. Yeah, that was Amy good. Amy sat out on the beach and read a book and re convalesced. <laughs> the fresh air. <laughs> She's in one of those old school wooden wheelchairs <laughs> with a blanket on her legs. <laughs> I broke her back in with a nice little Bloody Mary, just you know, getting down. So she's she, doing fine. Uh, she said her strategy today was. Every other drink was so a bubbly, then a cocktail, a then bubbly, a bubbly then yeah. a cocktail. All right, good, good She's for her. She's weaning herself back on, just so you know. <laughs> good, good. She'll good. be back to fighting strength tomorrow. <laughs> Excellent. So how does it go from beer water, beer water, beer water to beer wine, beer wine, beer wine? Uh, I don't know. Oh, that just sounds bad. I cannot drink wine with anything. I can. You can? Oh, yeah. You can drink a beer and, a, and wine. I have. Not only can Doesn't I, it make I, you sick as a dog? Well, I, I get a little banged up, but... Uh, <laughs> you get a little banged up. <laughs> but, uh, You're not going to say it doesn't curdle a little bit. <laughs> no, tasted great. Three stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this experience right now is a, definitely a three-star experience for me. <laughs> oh, man. Well, does anybody have anything else? Uh... Not really much. Do we have a? Do we have any uh, listener emails? <laughs> no, no, we don't. We don't have listener. I, I miss Phil though. Oh, yeah, absolutely. yeah. We definitely. I wish miss Phil, Phil could have come up here. So, so that's the problem. So, well, he's still. I'd say yeah, he's working. That's the problem. Yeah. 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 It's hard. It's hard for him to take off. He's got all the bikes flying out of the shop. Everything's going well. Maybe we should do a snowmobile podcast when the shop's pretty much not doing anything in the winter. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, so what's the deal? So this is also a snowmobile park, right? Like a, like people all hang here and sled in the winter. Right, they have room yeah, trails. it runs from and, here to Minnesota. And it runs to Canada, too. So. Right. Although you get shot at the border now because of COVID. But. <laughs> did I, welcome. Hey, Hop, did I see that you guys have a Tesla charging station here somewhere? It says it on the map, but I didn't. I was convinced that he had like made that happen. I was like, well, he obviously well, he brings probably his zero built up here. his own. Yeah, yeah. Well, it, it's a it's a destination one, so it's like at some business. Yeah. Yeah, but the business appears the where it shows it on the map looks like the business the, that business is out of business. Yeah. So I don't know if it's still there or if it was there or I mean I I could explore that and see if it you know if it's still somewhere in the vicinity, but but uh, I. It showed it at the business right now that's for sale that's out of business. So, so I don't know. I, I think that an SRF up here would be very uh, fun. Oh, yeah. But I can't run back to the plant and get some extra, run back to the camp and get extra electrons to pour into it in case it yeah, runs right. out of yeah, electrons. So. 
Well, it definitely sounds like anything up here needs to have a, a decent amount of range. I mean, yeah, I, I just when we were driving around, and even like when you said you looked and you know from the the satellite view, like when you're most cities or even rural areas, you're driving and you'll see, you know, a business or a few houses or something. On some of the roads we were on today, we went ten miles and it was just what pine trees and tre- there was nothing. There was no houses. There was no trees. There was nothing. Yeah, I, I did, it came in at night, so I really didn't get to see what it was like driving in, other than. At one point, we were driving, and we like, you could tell it was just trees on both sides. Yeah, yeah. Piper was a little freaked out. <laughs> His Bigfoot was looking at you. Yeah, Sasquatch. No, no. Head. What? Siren head. It, siren head. What's oh. siren head? Oh, it's the new, it's the new scary okay, guy. Okay, wait. Come on, Piper. <laughs> okay, so siren head is a, uh, it's kind of like, what's his name? Trevor Henderson. He likes great. He likes to create or, like, draw creepy things pretty much. And I guess the new one where people have been making games out of it is Siren Head. And it's, like, this big, really tall, it's, like, almost as tall as trees. and Telephone pole-type legs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's, like, really big, and it just, it's head. It's, like, it's kind of like a Slenderman kind of thing. It's a Slenderman kind of thing. And his head is like a storm siren. Yeah, they're yeah. just like two sirens. And he walks around and he makes noise. He makes like broadcasts of like people in distress uh-huh. and stuff like that. And, and like tries sirens. To but is it like, in. is it a something that is potentially real or is it something that somebody made up? Well, it's 100% you always, real. You always have these uh, sightings. <laughs> yeah. But um, nobody knows if they're real or not. Who knows? It's the, it's the modern-day boogeyman right. for these kids. Uh, it's when, the next permutation of Slenderman. Right. When Piper gets Slenderman home on Tuesday, guy she's meeting him. with her friends where they're going to organize in the woods and then go to try to find him, no, correct? I, 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 don't, I don't want to do okay, that. Okay, I'm just making sure. <laughs> I, I would not want to find Siren Head, Slenderman, <laughs> Mothman, Bigfoot. I'd like to find... Never mind. I, I Nessie. <clears throat> I'll let it go. Maybe Nessie. Nessie sounds like it would be yeah. friendly. I think this Sasquatch <laughs> would be pretty cool. I think that dude would be sweet. Well, you know what? They, there's a lot of sightings around here, and the the dude, on, I think, uh, right down the street, said that he was going south or going north up here. Yeah, like towards uh, Blue Mountain Lake, and he was hearing them like the Yeti calls in the woods, and it scared the crap out of him. Wow. So, you also said that there's a possibility that bear might be in the vicinity. There are black bear, and I haven't seen one here yet this well, year. It's a good thing we're not sleeping but. outside tonight. <laughs> yeah, well, we got, we have bait. I'm, you know, the thing is, I'm going to be inside, but I did because uh, I still have some of that smear pork fat that bacon can, all over Chris's tent. I still have some of that pork fat we can sprinkle <laughs> around there. And I thought, thought you were going to say you're going to throw a few brats out there. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't this a hotbed for alien activity yeah. too? Make sure you, you have a GoPro. If I see a green light, it's going to be good. If Chris is gone in the morning, yeah. I get his bike. <laughs> Yeah. Chris, if you're gone in the morning, he'll get your bike and we'll make sure Miss Smith is happy for you. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh. And I'm not cleaning the poop out of the tent. <laughs> yeah, just burn it. Well, this is definitely not a podcast. Not a podcast. <laughs> Well, is that it? it? I think that's it, guys. And on that note...
Kumbaya, Kumbaya. Press the button. Oh Lord, I can't find it. There it is.